degrees. <laughs> um, is that what we're doing? This is gonna be a good one because Melissa is the boundaries queen, and I'm super passionate about it. Yes. Um, to update everybody, my name's Demi. Still Demi, same still as Demi. it was. Yeah. I'm still Melissa. Okay, perfect. And this is still the Beauty Beast. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully we've added in some new listeners now that are getting to know us. Ooh, this is episode five. Six. Six? Yeah. Oh, shit. I lost one. <laughs> Wait. I did just put on the Instagram episode <laughs> five today, so I hope it is five. <laughs> or we skipped one. No, it's episode five. It's episode six. Okay. Nailing anyway. It. Um, <laughs> well, with that being said, let's jump into a topic that we've been talking about for a while. Um, we switched up actually the lineup for our episodes because we had just finished up our last one, which was client breakups, and it felt like we should work our way into boundaries. It made more sense than what we had lined up originally. Well, we had teased it for the last couple of episodes, yeah. I felt. So it just is natural because breakups, silent services, we talked about boundaries, and it's time, guys. Yeah. Set those boundaries. Let's do it. Talk about it. Okay. Is- so what was like one of the first things that you made the decision boundaries-wise that you did? Like for your in you know your your book and your clientele, right? So I don't think that like the first boundary was necessarily like something that I was like I'm gonna do this from now on. Yeah, it kind of stemmed when I first went independent. Um, you know, because you're trying to build that clientele, trying to keep everyone that you can, and it's such a switch from working in a salon to now doing everything yourself that. After a while, uh, my husband, Evan, he was like, you're constantly on your phone. You're constantly on Instagram. You're constantly messaging clients. And he's like, I understand that that's your job. And he's never like criticized that or held that against me in any way. Like he gets that aspect of our industry yeah. and like what we have to do in customer service. He was just like, it would just be nice for us to go on a vacation and you're not glued to your phone or to watch a movie and you not be responding to a client and having to fix an appointment. And then we have to go back like 15 minutes because you were trying to schedule somebody and get a deposit. Right. And it was kind of like an aha moment for me because I was like, shit, I really do do this all the time and it's become my life. Yeah. And you just, I can't be doing that. So the first thing that I ever did that I still do today is on my phone, I set up downtime. I don't know if there's an Android version because your girl is an Apple girl, but um, I'm sure there is. There has something. to be, yeah, something similar. But essentially, if you don't know what that is, it's where your phone cuts off social media or any apps. Like even the internet goes off at a certain time at night, and then it cuts back on at a certain time in the morning. So I think mine turns off at around 9 p.m. Because, in all honesty. I don't need to be on Instagram at 9 p.m. at night. I know. Uh, This is something that I still need to do because I am the (laughs) queen of scrolling through TikTok and Instagram and all of that stuff at night. 
and I'm not against it, you know, like some people that's how they relax, but yeah. if I'm scrolling through Instagram and I see a DM come through about a new client booking or my client ask a question via DM, I am the type of person, like my OCD will not allow that red no- notification to stay there. Like I have to check it. And because Instagram, they can see when you read it, well, now I have to engage. Right, right. So it helps me a lot. And also just to kind of come down from work at yeah, like you need a reasonable a time. Between yeah. work and home life, which I think is one of the hardest things when you're running your own book. It is. Um, is to have that. It is. And that helped me tremendously because, okay, 9 p.m., the only thing that's really open is my messaging. And most of my clients know at this point that I'm probably not going to answer you at 9 p.m. typically. Yeah. Um, so I just, you know, will watch TV or I'll go read and just kind of like relax and decompress from the day. And that has made like such a big difference. Yeah. And I still swear by it. No, I think it's definitely good. Like I um, won't. Well. I'm sometimes, like, not the greatest with my texting, (laughs) which I do book via text, so, yeah, I got to get it together. Um, Like, one thing is, like, a no-go is Sundays for me. Like, I will never answer a message on a Sunday, um, and I'll never – unless it's, like, an emergency type of thing. But I really work to, like, have my phone completely, like, recreational if I am using it on, on Sundays. Um, and then the other thing that I do, it's the same thing at night. Like at my cutoff's 8.30. If, if we've been going back and forth since 8.30, like an 8.30 hits, then we'll discuss. I mean, I'll wrap up the conversations I have going with clients. Of but, course. Um, then that's it too, you know, same thing. I think even that goes to like conversations like with clients a little bit. Yeah, for the um, most part, me as well. Right, like not in a bad way but I I definitely would say there's an aspect of like boundaries that I have with clients where like I'm not a big texter even in my personal life so I won't have a conversation too too often with a friend via text message but I don't really prefer to divulge into like long conversations um Mm -hmm. When it comes to like my phone and booking and texting, it's not because I don't love my clients, but I love when they come in and we talk and we hang out and all of that stuff. But like, you know, and little pops in here and there with sweet messages is so nice and that's Mm -hmm. totally fine. But I'm not like, hey, girl, how was your Sunday? Like, (laughs) you know, it's a different dynamic. It's a different conversation you're having with a a client in comparison to maybe your friends on your phone. But I think you have to have that. Um, and I tried like the whole separate line, like through my phone. I forget who we used, but that was a mess. Like I thought like, oh my God, this is going to be so good. I'm going to have like another phone number where you'll, all my calls and texts will funnel through that. And that just added more of a headache for me than anything else. So I find because like you kind of just understand each other and the boundaries after a while. Like I'm not scared to give out my personal number because I feel like my everybody respects each other's boundaries with it. I know that's a big thing for some people. They don't want their personal number handed out right. um, to clients. Which, which I've ha- I have a few nail friends that have like a separate phone line and everything yeah. like that. 
it's like you said for me personally like that's too much and yeah. like I think that's a big thing with boundaries is your boundaries will look different from my boundaries will look right. different from somebody else's like there's no one size fits all you know like downtime might not work for somebody else but right. it works well for me and what I want and I think that's also important to note because it's going to look different Depending on the person. Depending on the person. Like, your boundaries are what helps you create the business you want. It doesn't mean that you have to follow suit in somebody else's boundaries. There's always, like, helpful tools that we can all come and bring to the table. Some of those tools you're going to connect with and some you might be like, yeah, I don't think I need to do that. Like, maybe I do need to watch that puppy TikTok in the middle of the night. Um, Right. Well, Melissa just got a text, in case you were wondering. (laughs) And it, it, like she said, she's an Apple girl, so it came right through on the computer. And it was with our salon group chat, so clearly we need a new boundary. Speaking of boundaries. But I think, like, there's a variety of versions of boundaries, too. Like, before we got started talking today, um, wow, Melissa is getting blown up. (laughs) It's the salon group chat, guys. I know. You don't understand. It's a fun group chat. Um, So, (laughs) we... Oh, sorry. I have a case of the giggles now. So one of the other things that I was talking about before we recorded today was boundaries as far as relationships and your business, right? So I'm talking friendships. I'm talking family. Um, What does that look like with doing complimentary services? (laughs) Hold on. Oh my gosh. All right. Hold on. Let's, let's end this group chat real quick. Okay. (laughs) Speaking of boundaries, it looks like we are getting tested right now. family and personal boundaries and stuff like that like I don't so <clears throat> this was one ahead. of the hardest things for me with starting in this in the industry right everybody wants to be your friend right oh yeah and I'm not saying this like oh my god I'm so cool I mean <laughs> once you start like I mean, producing are. work that no <laughs> are you sure <laughs> like um once you start producing work that looks better especially too then like they're like hey girl you remember when we used to party back in the day and everybody starts to kind of fish around for certain types of connections not everybody I really shouldn't say that there's a handful you'll all be tested the same way when you first start building with that handful that's in it for the wrong reasons with you right um and some transition where they start to get it like you start charging you know a a higher amount and and time like they just respect it and some will fall off and go to other people let it happen like yeah I think that um one thing for me like a boundary that I had to put in place was I would come home and like visit family and it would turn into like 
Let's a go to few Sally's. days worth <laughs> of like a full day's lineup. Yeah, like no. One time I was like at a, a family party and they were like, well, everybody's together now. And I was like, what? Like, <laughs> if you were an accountant, would you like, what if I asked you to do my taxes right now? That's weird. It's crazy to me how like in our industry that's seen as like an okay thing to I even think, ask and expect of someone. I think it's because it's artistic in there and in, in other people's perspectives. So they assume right. that you must love what you do. So you must want to do it anytime and all times. Exactly. Um, and it took me a long time to figure out how to set those boundaries. Some people thought it was bitchy, like, and I get it, but like I got to the point where I would only do like my very immediate family if I came home to visit. And that was it. I wasn't offering anymore uh, to do anybody else. Um, well, and not only that, it's your job. This is how you make money. Right. So you know what? If all the friends and family want to come over and pay me my regular rate, sure. Right. But I'm not doing that shit for free. And I also think that that's an important thing, too. Like, friends are going to... The friends that you want to support you are the friends that are going to respect your boundaries, right? And pay and full then, price. Right. And guess what? The ones that are willing to pay full price, you might cut them a break because they are your friend, but they're willing to do it. That's the person you want to pour your efforts into. Boundaries mm -hmm. come where you need to set it with certain people that are just looking for your services for free. And at yep. the end of the day, support doesn't come in the package of free services. Support comes, and it doesn't mean just monetary. Support comes in the version of following up on everything you're doing to build, you know, following through on your social media, being super supportive on that stuff. Like, yeah. break down those relationships. Because what I personally found was nine times out of 10, the ones that were fishing for the free services weren't liking, you know, or supporting my stuff on social media when I was building. And I'm not saying that, like, I expect you to fawn over me. But if you're going to ask for a free service, you better earn that free service, baby. Yeah. That's how I feel. I mean like I need all the love. You gotta boost my you gotta boost my stuff. You gotta you gotta work for that free highlight. Right. And like an example of that is obviously we, you and I work close together. Right. And when you and Julian started your hat business, like I bought one that you had, I think, in the studio or something. Yeah. Cause mm -hmm. I came here. Yeah. And then when you launched you guys' first Etsy shop, like I purchased that shit through Etsy. Yeah. Like, and you were like, what are you doing? Like, I'm going to refund your shipping. And it's like, it's fine. Like, I don't care. Like, it's full price. I'm supporting you guys and your creations. And right. I love them. And you turned me into a hat person and whatever. So I'm going to, like, support that because you're my friend and stuff like that. And it's the same thing. Like... I would do that with anyone that I'm passionate right. about. Like, like we're like the biggest like small business supporters. I feel yes. like anytime like any of our clients come in and like have like a product or something, we're like all about buying yes. it, right? Because yeah. that that we're super into, and I think because we derive from small business too, like we understand how great of a feeling it is to have an interaction with a peer like a friend yeah and not have that awkward air of a search for discount um exactly. you, like just having somebody like buy your product full price never ask and and just do it and you're like oh my god like yeah not that you need it to happen all the time like it's cool you're you are 
in control of your business. So whatever we're saying here, if it doesn't align with what you want, like it's totally cool. <laughs> oh my God. That brief intermission was brought to you by HelloFresh. <laughs> Actually, Melissa's uh, refrigerator repair guy. <laughs> if only HelloFresh would sponsor us and right now. That's how you know we're some real people. Um, so I think to, to kind of come back to what I was talking about with that, I think that's probably for me my most difficult boundary that I had to figure out how to exercise was where to draw the line with family and friends who's like the you know my mother-in-law I don't charge her and you know I have a few that I just don't charge because it's just our relationship and they're a right. very close family um and I know they do a lot for for us too and that's also the other the of give course. and take um but I think it's so important to be okay with setting those boundaries like I went on a girl's trip to Vegas with all of my friends. And this is probably going to sound like really bitchy to some people <laughs> listening. <laughs> but I was like, uh, pack your makeup for yourself to do. Like, so if I'll help you glue on lashes, but I'm not doing like three or four faces of makeup before we all go out. Because like right. we used to do that back in the day. And when it would happen, like... And don't get me wrong, they were so excited, so it was fun. But I remember, like, at some point it stopped being fun when it surpassed, like, two people. Right. Like, when girls were walking in with, like, a wet head of hair and a club outfit, and it was like, well, you... What are you doing, bitch? You need my blow dryer? Because I don't know what to tell you. Because then it's like you work the wedding. You're like, I don't even want to go out now. I'm tired. Right. <laughs> so I think it's a balance. Like your friends are there to support and they definitely are so supportive. But it's okay that if you have some friends that are maybe like crossing some boundaries where you're like, hey, like I kind of want us to be friends when it's time to be friends. And like I want to perform the services like that you want when you want those but like we maybe need to find a better fit for that like you have to get to that point where right. you will be drained dry and you're just gonna be exhausted of it like well, because then you're never not working and right everyone deserves like some downtime right and that even goes for friends within our industry that's totally and I, true and i mean i know this is kind of touching on like another subject that we want to talk about which is like bartering or trading services yeah but you are the only person that I trade or barter services with because, you know, you'll do my hair. I do your nails regularly. And even today I did your pedicure. And yeah. when you asked me how much, I said zero dollars. <laughs> and I still will always pay. <laughs> for a pedicure. I don't know, guys. <laughs> yeah. No. But, you know, even the other girls here at the salon that I do their nails, I don't – do I charge them full price? No. Like – I charge them like my base rate, but you know, it's still my time. Yeah, it's, it's still, still a, a block in the book. And yeah. we're all friends. Yeah. You I, know? I think that that was something that took a little while to get used to because um, I know that we both had the same experience working in that the salon that we were both at. Mm -hmm. um, it was like kind of understood that like you would do your peer services like no matter what, and they would just have to pay for 
the product. Now, don't get me wrong. There's so many amazing people that we worked with. So this isn't like to attack anybody. But I remember you put your foot down because Melissa was the only one doing really like nail art. Mm -hmm. Um, And so everybody started wanting to get in with you. And I remember that it was like your whole days were getting filled with just doing free services. Right. It's annoying. And finally you were like, no, I I have to charge. And I really respected that. I I don't think it was a bad thing. Um, And that does also have to do with another. I'm sure I probably sound so evil with all that I'm saying. (laughs) But um, that last minute person that like I'll that would at the end of the day be like, can you just throw on my color quick? Can you do this? Can you do that? I used to feel so horrible to say no. And now I don't think I really experience it anyway anymore. Um, But if you're exhausted and you've just worked a 10-hour day or an 11-hour day, it's okay to say no to somebody. And I think we're kind of made to feel that, like, we should never say no. For some reason in the beauty industry, it's this weird moment. It is. And you can say no. You're just as allowed to be exhausted as anybody else. And just because you love what you do doesn't mean you're not done with your day when you're done with it. Well, and it's funny that you mentioned that because Evan used to be like, well, you have to say yes. Like, if they want to come in at 9 o'clock, you have to say yes to them. And I'm like, no, I don't. Yeah. And he would always get on me, like, not in, like, a negative way. But, Mm -hmm. you know, I think from the outside looking in, like, that's just how us in the beauty industry are perceived. And it wasn't until he went with me to a trade show up in Orlando and we did a seminar and he kind of like listened and he looked at me and he's like, you need to stop saying yes. And I'm like, I have been telling you this for like a year and a half now. Absolutely. So, and it's just like an eye opener when you have that moment and you just... I think that boundaries are like really hard for people to set because you never want to say no because it's like, well, I really could have taken that nine o'clock client, but I don't technically start till 10, but I could have made, you know, X amount of dollars and whatever. But your mental health is so important. And And you don't want to burn out because then your quality of work isn't going to be there either. Exactly. And you're not going to retain clients that way. And if you say yes once and you don't, you know, reiterate like, okay, well, this is kind of like, I don't normally do this, but I'll do it because you have X, Y, and Z going on. Right. They're going to expect it all the time. Yes. And I want to say like, I think it was like two and a half years ago, I want to say that I really put my foot down like with my clients and I'm like, I'm only working my business hours. Yeah. So if there is nothing between those 35 hours that I work or whatever it is a week, Mm because I only work four days now, then there's nothing. Like, unless, you know, like I just went on vacation. I moved people around. Yes, I worked 
outside of my business hours for that. But I was away and yeah. I tried to get in people before and after. So I make that accommodation. Which I don't that. think that that's even something that you should feel you have to you, explain. You don't. Right? Like, and, I'm not saying that, like, right. we're talking now. You're explaining it because of the conversation we're having. Right. But it is something, I mean, that's even a topic to talk about, too, that, like, we feel we have to explain it all. Like, right. because and you we're shouldn't. right, and you shouldn't. You should be able to say, I'm going on vacation for a week, so I am going to expand my hours before and after, but that doesn't mean there's going to be the expansion of hours on the other side just because right. of, you know. Well, and I'm not going to work so 70 right. hours the week before I go away and 70 hours I come back just to accommodate everyone's schedule because yeah. you can't physically do no. that. No, and I think like my. My clients are kind of going through all of the changes in my life with me currently, too, um, with like our business growing. And I'm constantly not constantly, but I've made adjustments. You know, one of my first things was I cut out Fridays, I think, two years ago. So I went down to four days a week. Mm -hmm. And um, well, before that, I shouldn't even before Fridays even were a topic, I started blocking out at three on Saturdays that mm -hmm. started all the way back at the salon before I went independent and um, I got some flack from for it and it was honestly the best thing I ever did because at that time I was in a new relationship that I was you know now I'm married to said new relationship so clearly <laughs> <laughs> we were heading someplace but I remember like a big part of it for me was like that balance because I would finish work like technically I'd mark out at five, but I would get booked until, you know, my last would be booked at five. So now you're not out till seven thirty, eight o'clock at night. Right. And, you know, not that like it, the only reason was my boyfriend, but like Julian at the time he was working Monday through Friday. So like Saturdays we'd be excited to hang out. Well, I would be useless. Like, I'd start at 8 in the morning. So now I just did a 12-hour day if, like, I didn't finish till 8. And I'm, like, open mouth snoring on a Saturday night by, like, you know, 10, 11 o'clock. And it was just not a balance for my life that I felt made sense anymore, especially um, – I don't know if I've referenced this before, but I am a stepmom. Um, so we have our daughter, Maddie, 50% um, of the time. So especially those Sundays, that's why they're so sacred to us, because every other Sunday, like, because it's one week on, one week off, like, that's our time to spend together. And I felt like I was like almost like work hungover when right. I was overworking the way I did. Mm -hmm. So the first thing was Saturdays. Okay, everybody adjusted, got used to it. Then I cut out Fridays. Um, again, everybody was good with it. Everybody got used to it. Um, I sat down this last year because I had made the decision of not taking new clients anymore and started noticing that I had useless little pockets in my schedule. Not enough time to put in a new client, not enough time to open my book to that option, but it would be like 20, 30 minutes of downtime here and there that just wasn't making sense. And then I do think to a certain extent, some people got a little too comfortable with my flexibility that that yep. offered with moving and shuffling around. Mm -hmm. Now, one of my things and one of my boundaries is I like to know what my week looks like walking into it. And I, you have to get there. You build to get there, right. right? But I don't, of course, things come up. I'm not saying you're not allowed to reschedule, but 
I book myself as far as when I'm working behind the chair in a very clear, concise manner for those days to be filled and to be busy and not have those little pockets of emptiness. So when I started to notice there was maybe a little bit more, I sat down and I started thinking about it. I'm like, then it, I have, you know, multiple business, uh, businesses that we juggle, it's time to condense. Mm -hmm. And so I made the decision to condense down to Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday. So I come in a little earlier and I start clients earlier and they're longer days, but it worked best for me. Now, again, that's another boundary because some people were like, ah, not so excited that I was cutting out another day. And But the people who want to be in your chair will make it work. And as long as you're understanding and you're working with them to make it work, they will respect that new boundary you've set in place, right? Yeah, of course. I did the same thing when I decided to work four days a week because I work Wednesday through Saturday now. And Tuesdays I worked like a half day and that was kind of like a carryover from when I was you know, I lived further from the salons that I was at and things of that nature. So I decided that Tuesdays, I only had usually three, maybe four clients on Tuesdays. And when I cut out Tuesdays as an admin day, you know, none of my clients pushed back, which I am very, very thankful for. But I was like, you know, my weekends with my husband are Sunday, Monday, because he works with Tuesday through Saturday as well. And I don't want to be taking one of those days on my weekend to do my admin work, right. like my QuickBooks or right. schedule changes or whatever the case may be. So that's what Tuesdays were for. And then obviously, when we started the podcast, now we record on Tuesdays and no one gave me pushback. And no. it was to the point where, you know, a couple of clients had like said to me, they're like, oh, you'll you're only be working four days. That's awesome. You'll have three day weekends. And I was like, well, Tuesdays I'll be working. I just won't be seeing clients that yeah. day. Like I'm taking care of all of like the back the back end stuff. And they're yeah. like, oh, OK. So now if one of them messages me on a Sunday or Monday, it's you know, it usually starts off with, I know it's your weekend, but I wanted to message you, so blah, blah, blah. Right. They know that I might not get to them on Sunday or Monday, but when I am doing all my ads, admin stuff on Tuesday, then the, I'll see it then. And you'll answer. Right. And if it's like a simple change, I'll, you know, I'll probably, nine times out of 10, I'll message them back and be like, okay, I went ahead and fixed it. But if it's something that takes a little bit more effort, I'm going to wait until that Tuesday because I'm not going to ruin, not ruin, I sh- that's the wrong word. I'm not going to do it on my weekend and take yeah. time away from my personal life. And I think that that's important to have that balance because, mm-hmm. I mean, I think that Julian and I are like in that constant dance of not having that balance and then sometimes having it. And it's for us, there's multiple avenues. So um, we have the salon. The salon is, I mean, everybody here is in charge of their own business. So it's self-running, but like we do all the back of the house stuff. So, you know, everything's stocked. And um, uh, for instance, the AC, you know, just went down (laughs) on one side. So that's like something we take on, you know, all of that stuff. It's a constant moving thing. Um, Then we have the hats. So there's a lot of communication with people with our hats because they're custom based. So we have to communicate there. 
Um, we own the Airbnb, so there's yeah. communication there, right? So I think that what we've always said is when we get disorganized with our boundaries, when we start to live outside of our boundaries that we've set for ourselves, we start to crumble. Like yeah. the dynamic of our house, like just like the house gets more disorganized. It Boundaries for us are so important because it gives us the ability to to be done when we need to be done and to be present when we need to be present. And you're not going to be fully present if you're never done. Exactly. Um, it, it's like never clearing your plate. It's just right. not going to work. Right. And it's true. I mean, when I just, you know, when we were on vacation last week, I had put out and told all my clients, they all knew that I was going on vacation. I put out reminders on Instagram because a lot of them follow me on Instagram and I mean, without fail, I think it was that Monday, somebody messaged me and was like, hey, I have to change my next appointment. And I just politely messaged her back. And I was like, you know, we can totally do that. However, I'm on vacation. Mm -hmm. I will be home, you know, late Monday night. R please remind me next Tuesday and I will take a look at it then. Like my client wasn't angry and she she messaged me and she's like, oh, my God, I totally forgot you were on vacation. Yeah, like it just you know, I saw her two weeks ago. It yeah. didn't cross her mind. But I think that expressing your boundaries and with the conversations that we're having, it doesn't mean it has to be a negative. Right. Like it, it, it can be that somebody yeah. just gets that message and that's not anything that should anger somebody. No, not yeah. at all. She wasn't angry right. at all. I mean, if anything, I then spiraled and I even showed the message to Evan. Like, I'm like, was I rude? I'm like, this didn't come off wrong, did it? And he's like, no, we're on vacation. You said yeah. you'll handle it next week. And even when I saw her that next week, I was like, I'm so sorry. I hope you didn't think I was rude. And she looked at me and she's like, why would I think you're rude? I'm like, I don't know. I just spiraled. And she's I know. like, you're crazy. Yeah. Like it can be hard. It's like, hard. Yeah. Especially when you're trying to do like the right thing and you know it's right. But then you're also used to keeping everybody happy right so right. you have to find that little bit of like that common ground in between I mean I think maybe for me the most recent and kind of watching it in a, another avenue of our business and watching Julian maybe navigate it a little bit was our hats um, right. so like I had already been used to setting boundaries as far as behind the chair and everything like that where Julian fully transitioned into you know entrepreneurship dare we call it um and phased out of corporate america and was taking over like all of the responsive responding and messaging on our plaid and pinned account for the customs and i saw him doing what i think especially we all do in the beginning overloading like he would be up and I'd turn over and he's messaging people at like 11 o'clock at night. And <laughs> he laughs he, along right now. <laughs> and he would not ever be able to like set that boundary and disconnect. And I was so on him about it because I was like, first off, like I don't want a business without boundaries that's going to be starting. Right. Like yeah. this is our business, baby. I've learned to set boundaries. I'm not going backwards, homie. So you're not sinking this ship. <laughs> and then for himself, too, I was seeing himself lose it 
a little bit to Mm -hmm. trying to juggle it all because there was a lack of boundaries. Like now if we get a message on Saturday late, we're not getting back to you till Monday. If we get a message late at night, we're not getting back to you until the the next morning like and that is okay the other thing too is like maybe it's a little different with the hats because there's um different time zones so sometimes you'll get a message and you're like why are they messaging me at one in the morning right but it's like but it's different right (laughs) so but either way it's still late and it's okay that you're gonna answer it the next morning like you're not gonna lose a sale from that and And if if you do then it's okay because that person wasn't willing to respect your boundaries either exactly like and you have to think about that with the business model you'll you're building in anything you build right yeah um course it's like a little different like with hosting <laughs> on airbnb if they like ask you where something is you can't be like we'll get back to you on monday <laughs> like but um you know i i just think in general like once you start to set aside certain times for that then you will be so much more successful with your time when you're using it wisely. Yeah, I um, think even when you were telling me that Julian was staying up till like 1 a.m. messaging yes. and like, you know, when you guys, I mean, not that you like fight, knock down, drag no, out. No, we but bicker. You, you I mean, bicker and he's like, yeah, can you believe she said that? And I look at him and I'm like, she's right. And yeah. he was just kind of like, what? I'm yeah. like, you're not going to win it with me this time. No, because-, because you're going <laughs> to end up, you. it's it's the burnout. Like is. that is just what happens. It is. And it's, you know, it's, I think, I know, I mean, I only speak from the beauty industry side because that's like what I can relate yeah. to most, but that when it's new and just like we were saying, when you use Julian as an example, we all go through that. Right. You Cause it's your business have, baby. Right. You're you, on, you on a yes. You're like, like, if I don't get this sale, somebody else will. And I need them to do it for me. Right. Whether it's a hat, whether it's a manicure, whether it's hairs, lashes, yeah. I don't care what it's, it is. It's live. It's your livelihood. It is. And I understand that, but then you also have to take a step back and understand that you need to like protect yourself because if you get burnt out, you're not going to be in this in any business. Yeah, long. absolutely. And and so that's like it even comes down to I mean anything in the hair industry or in the nail industry like we always tend to want to say yes. So I think another version of boundaries is your capability of saying no. Yeah. The the power of no goes far. And no doesn't just exist around time you have available and time you don't. No exists around something they're requesting that you know is not possible. That's an exercise of a boundary, right? Like oh, for sure. not doing something that you feel that you truthfully know is not a good fit. Right. Or, I mean, I can reference a situation with one of our stylists at the salon that's newer and she's building. And she reached out to me and asked specifically about a client that she had done. She delivered the service that she wanted, right? Her hair looks beautiful. It was exactly spot on to their consultation, what was requested, and all of that stuff. And this is something that I've actually kind of passed along to a few, you know, in in the salon and other people in the industry. My policy as far as fixing, and I say Mm -hmm. fixing um, directly, is yes, if you reach out to me within the week and something is technically wrong, um, of course, like, 
free of charge, there's going to be, I'm a human. We've all had that moment. I will fix whatever needs to be fixed. Mm-hmm. Um, but fixing ends at technical fixing. So this was a boundary I was talking to the girls about because the person that we were referencing had really loved her hair left and then wanted to go in a completely different direction. Um, Color-wise, like I'm talking, we started with like coppers and now we're dark browns, right? So that is a perfect example of when you're going to exercise a boundary, in my opinion. You calling me and saying, hey, like, I think I'm ready for a change, even if it's three weeks out from what you requested and you got in the, in my chair and it was delivered, that's not a fix. You're not hitting me up for a fix. That's you wanting to change your hair. And that is OK. You are more than entitled to even ask for something, get it and not like it. Mm-hmm. That's OK. But you not liking it isn't me doing it for free to make you like it. Right. If what was requested was delivered. So I was talking to to our stylist about that. Um, and she's like, oh, I didn't, like, I've never thought of breaking it down in that way. And I was like, moving forward, that's what I would recommend explaining to a client. You will always be willing to have, it, to fix anything technically wrong. But when it comes to not liking what was requested, and wanting to change from there, you need to charge for your time because right. that is not the same thing. Right. And that's kind of like, I, I know some people are like, oh, like with that policy that I have, I'm a little more strict. And again, it's a little different now for me because I, I have the same clients returning. So mm-hmm. um, it's a little bit of a different dynamic. But I wish that I had done that so much earlier because the amount of sure. like back and forth, especially sometimes with new clients, it can be tricky. Mm-hmm. Um that probably would have alleviated and cut off some toxic relationships a lot right. faster because they once they know that they can't get away with that, they stop. It's true. And, you know, policies, I mean, we could do a whole episode on policies right. and their importance, and maybe we should. Um, but those are an easy way to set help you set boundaries. Right. Like I remember when I first went independent in the salon suites, I didn't have any policies because I didn't have those issues because a lot of my clients had come from a salon, the salon that I was at. And, you know, it was kind of like unspoken until it wasn't. Then you get your first no show. Right. And then it's like, okay, well, now we need to set some boundaries here. And if, you know, X happens, then Y is going to happen and so on and so forth. And you kind of have like you fall into those you go from being like a yes man or woman to being like slow down this is what needs to happen Mm -hmm. and this is how we're gonna do that and and honestly like boundaries I think when I started setting more boundaries not that my clients don't respect me but they started seeing me More as a business person. Like, not just my nail girl, but she's a business owner. And that's when other people start seeing you as a business owner and a member of an industry instead of, I just do nails. And you draw in the clients that respect that moving forward from that point. You may have some people that fall off that want just air quotes a nail girl like right but and that's fine right and so you have to decide what is your business goal in this industry right what do you want to be viewed as um uh i think that 
anybody should have a higher standard for themselves than air quotes nail girl because of course there is so much that you have to put in to deliver um, the quality that's expected, especially today, right? So don't mm-hmm. put yourself in that category. You should, you know, demand more, demand right. more respect. And when I say demand more respect, it doesn't mean you walk in and you tell people to respect you. But when you start setting valid boundaries, yeah. that respect is going to be earned because they see that you're putting forth that that respect for yourself. Right. So I exactly. think that that's such a big thing for people to see. Um, you know, when I, with that policy that I was talking about, um, I had an interaction with a client and we did have to have that discussion and explaining that like, hey, this isn't a technical correction, so it would be an additional charge and this and that. And um, it was a little it was a little bit of a more heated conversation for sure Mm -hmm. um via text and it was it was difficult because every part of me because I was uncomfortable with the interaction wanted to just say yes to make it stop right um but I didn't because I knew I was being I I was I don't want to say right, like we're, nobody was fighting to be right, but I knew that what I was doing was it made sense, and it, it was, was a right for you. solid business yes. decision that I was in a boundary that I needed to set for sure. Um, and she's a great example. Like that interaction's really a good one for somebody that does. It, there is the ability to have a disagreement, but to set your boundaries and be professional. And so you don't have to just end that relationship. So I saw her at her next appointment because once there was the charge, she decided to hold off and ended up actually really loving her hair. Right. Um, But we were both able to reference the situation as, you know, there more of like it was just a misunderstanding, whatever. And um, I knew that I was stable in my boundaries, meaning like I was secure with what I was saying. A stable was like the wrong word. How do I, how do I put it? I was direct, right. not rude, but direct in the point that I just wanted it to be clear. And I think that gave me the ability. I didn't engage. We weren't sending. I, I wasn't sending paragraphs back. I was just clear and concise and direct with it, not out of the point of rudeness. But I also think that's another boundary for me. Right. Um, even in my personal life, I'm not somebody that does really well with getting a paragraph text message and knowing how to respond. <laughs> um, but. I I did, I believe, gain more respect and vice versa because we were able to work through it. Right. Like it wasn't a, a definite ending of our client relationship right. just because I did set a boundary. Right. And that's what I think the hard thing is or the important conversation is, is it setting boundaries isn't going to end every relationship. No. Um, it's ending the ones that probably need to be ended. Exactly. Now, if there are some unreasonable boundaries, I think that that's totally different. Um, I do think sometimes I can see people start to post things that it's all in the way you say it, right? You and I oh, could yeah. have the same boundary, but you could be posting it on social media and it's dare I say, a little cringy. Like, it's about the voicing of it, and it's about having that mutual respect when you set a boundary. A boundary doesn't mean you have to post it like your shit doesn't stink. 
Yep. A boundary doesn't mean you have to start going in. And I think we maybe have can all agree we fell into that trap for a little while in social media. Yeah, it and became I still see it, so. a venting platform. Yeah. So, for instance, when I first started going independent, maybe you could agree too. Sometimes we would post policies in response to a situation yes where it was almost like clients were like oh I wonder what happened today it was always right so I did pick up on that I needed to stop that once uh, no and clients weren't coming in bashing me for it they were laughing like saying like oh I know somebody did something and then I was like well that's a little toxic like I self-reflection wise I'm like I don't want to live in a space of that either right um So then I just made my policies and that's it. But I mean, Bella at the salon, I know she's another stylist and she's a really great example of boundaries are working well for her. So when she first started here, we both were really pushing her to charge the deposits for new clients. Mm -hmm. And she was like a little scared to do it. I mean, it's intimidating when you're jumping into, you know, being independent and now you're like, hey, I won't see you for six weeks, but like you need to pay this deposit, right? It's an uncomfortable interaction to begin with. But I know that every time that she hit a hiccup and I'd say, did you charge a deposit? And she'd say no. Guess what? That no call, no show came along. Yep. And it was so funny because the last one that I think actually rattled her to start to be really consistent with that stuff was the same one that made me be consistent with my deposits. Right. Um, She, this girl, had booked with me for an extremely long service on a Saturday, first one of my day. So it's not even like the last one where you could be like, oh, what a like clogged up three hours of my morning and it was nine o'clock crickets nine ten crickets nine fifteen crickets I had sent text nothing so I call this person right and she picks up and she's (sighs) like oh yeah I can't make it I I I can't make it no sorry (laughs) nothing um And that was the day, once you get burned enough, you're like, okay, never again. That was the day that I started being consistent with my deposits. Can you believe this same person came back around and she had been trying to reach out to me for a while asking to get back in. I never would have taken her back in my book. Absolutely not. But is it worth getting in a fight with somebody you never plan on talking to? No. no. So I just would be like, "Mm, no. Um, So she reached out to Bella and I specifically told Bella about this one individual, her name. (laughs) And I said, I just, it, it was years ago. So I'm not saying she's the same person today, but I will say if I were you, I would charge a deposit for sure. Well, we were still learning to charge, you know, said deposits. We didn't collect one. And guess what happened? The same thing that happened oh, to me, me so four mad. years earlier. <laughs> so, but that same moment was Bella's moment. Right. And guess what? She charges deposits. And then today she has a cancellation policy, as we all do. And she messaged you and I in our yeah. group chat and said, I can't believe it, but I, you know, unfortunately had a few cancellations, but all of my clients have been more than willing to pay my late cancellation fee Oh yeah, without any worry about it. And yep. I think this is her first week of feeling that, like the lack of anxiety when she has to be like, okay, like this is, and people are starting to accept her boundaries, accept 
the boundaries she's setting and saying, okay, I reached out to her same day and I canceled the appointment. I've got to pay. Yeah. That's it's, it. It's so important. And, you know, I don't think I've ever heard of clients, like, not accepting boundaries, really. Like, I think I that mean, there's... we have, but they fall off really right, quickly. Right. Like, they're I not mean... going to stay around anyone who is a... I don't know. I want to say Not, quote unquote business owner, but who's right. taking their business seriously, they're going to fall off really quick and they're going to go somewhere else. Well, I mean, look at the client that we referenced that we both shared um, that that was <laughs> when we were talking about your numbers on your arm and she was insulting. Oh. OK, so that that client for me was a great example yeah. of boundaries being set. She came in 30 minutes late to her appointment and I was like, listen, I totally get it, but Melissa can't bump you down. So I will try my hardest to cut your hair after you get your nails done. Right. Mm -hmm. And my next appointment was there. So I had told her, um, listen, I have a balayage. So once I finished that balayage, then if you can just go ahead and you know, wait, I'll do your cut right after. Well, that turned into her slamming her chair and throwing a hissy fit because she didn't want to wait. Well, guess what? I expressed my boundaries in that moment because she's like, you can't just cut my hair quick. Remember, she was. Oh, yeah. No. Like literally yeah. wanted me to stop the service that I had with my other customer to cut her hair. So that's a really great example of another boundary that I set because when she said that, I started realizing her energy and without even going into me justifying my no, I just said, no, I can't do that. Yeah, you don't have, and that's the thing. If somebody isn't acknowledging or accepting your boundaries, you don't have to give them an explanation. Stop justifying to the people that don't yeah. deserve justification because exactly. I feel like that's one of the hardest things to get over too. And you start putting energy into the people that aren't worth be like you putting the energy in. Yep. The people that are sitting in your chair every day that are respecting your boundaries, that are coming in excited to see you, those are the people that you should be bending over backwards for. Not and bending over backwards because then that breaks up. <laughs> that's, no, but you but get I mean, what I'm saying. Maybe going a little more above and beyond. Right. And They've earned your respect. Right. And that's like my longtime clients. We know them. We love them. Yes. Um, I scheduled them in on a Tuesday one time. And they like when, when I said it, I was like, I'll do it on a Tuesday. And they both looked at me like, but that's your day off. And I'm like, well, it's an admin day. Yeah. I can come in early and then, you know, Demi and I can record the podcast after. And they're like, but that's your admin day. And I'm like, oh, my God, shut up. Just like we're doing it this day and this time. Yeah. And like they they respect that. You know, I have another client who later this year I'm coming in on a Tuesday for because she's leaving for her wedding on her normal appointment day. And I what am I going to be like? Uh, you need to schedule your flight later in the day then? Like, no, I'm going to come in on Tuesday. We'll gush over your wedding nails and we'll take our time and that's fine. Like I'll bend over backwards because these people respect my boundaries. Right. They know it's not going to be an every appointment thing. These were special circumstances, and they appreciated me doing that. And uh, those are the people that 
won't keep asking. Exactly. And so that's the other thing. When when we get a difficult person, we tend to try to overcompensate, you know, before you're secure with your, your boundaries and yes, stuff. I've we overcompensate and yep. we pet and we pet and we pet because we're trying to avoid the conflict, right? Um, dare we call him a Karen, right? <laughs> so, yeah, right? Um, so we, we pet them to avoid it. Well, guess what? That's the person that once they've gotten it once, they're never going to stop asking for yep. it. In comparison to like who we were just talking about, who it's a one-time thing and they're just so thankful. Like, exactly. And they're not going to look for you to continue to do that every single time. Well, and it's not something they asked for either. It was something that I offered. And, right. you know, they're like no but that's not how this works and I'm like it's this is how it's gonna work this one time right and there's like you said they're so appreciative and you know people who are constantly you know I mean I shouldn't say constantly asking to move appointments but are constantly looking for it or hoping for it I'm just like yeah no it's wild I don't have anything yeah, because I think that that's like I, I totally don't disagree with that because that is it's trying and it's also a waste of your time it's multiple exhausting. times. It's not just about them moving that one appointment. It's about the fact that you each and every time they're reaching out are needing to then take time, text, move right? the appointment. And okay, moving appointments it's part of it. I'm not saying like, oh my god, it's so hard to be as. What I mean is when it's a, a habitual thing, when right. it's every single time. Yep. And it's 3 days before or 2 days before and they get the text confirmation and now they're panicking. That's another thing I've gotten very clear about. Let's talk about that. <laughs> I have had enough. Guys, Demi's fired up yeah. now. <laughs> the the text confirmation. The you can forget every so often. It happens. Life happens. I get it, right? It is not me and my booking system's job to be your only reminder. While it's a convenience, it's not a guarantee. What if something happens with my text reminders and there's down and they're down? That is not a valid excuse for uh, you yep. to not show up to your appointment. Yep. Get your head out of your ass and put it in your calendar. Yeah. I, I don't it in in a once every so often accident when you have like that mutual respect, you know, it's an accident. I'm talking about the people that then try to make it your fault when I didn't get the text reminder. I didn't get the text reminder. OK, all you have to do is text me and ask me, can I have a screenshot of all of my upcoming appointments? Yep. And I'll send that screenshot so motherfucking fast. I oh, guarantee yeah. you. So that's what another one that. I probably voiced about a year ago that I said I a, a valid reason for you to not come in is not because you didn't get a text reminder because I can't be the manager of that. What if you change your phone number? What if something like I said is down with the system? Well, it's a convenience. Right. It should not be your only way of remembering. That is not a valid reason. Yeah, no, Even if I you agree. tell me and you come in here and you try to show me, look, my text message didn't come in and blah, blah, blah. And blah. I don't mark it in your calendar. That's, that's a boundary for me. That's what we have calendars for. And when I book your appointment and you get that first text, because you get a text when I book your appointment, not yep. 48 hours before, the day you book it, you get a text. Here's a world that we live in that's pretty wild and crazy. You press on that text and it brings you to your calendar if you have an Apple yep. product phone or whatever. <laughs> 
Just if you have an apple. Yeah, an apple. <laughs> if you have an apple. But I think that's another, like, I used to be so uncomfortable to voice that, and then I'd feel bad and this and that. Another example of boundary. Mm-mm. That's not it for me. Yeah, like, and my thing is, you know, holidays. You know, for me personally, um, you know, we live in South Florida. There is a large Jewish population down here. Right. I myself am not Jewish. I don't know. I know about when they are, but they're not my holidays. Yeah. So I don't know how to say that nicely. Like, if you have, like, certain holidays that you celebrate, birthdays, whatever it is, I don't fucking know what they are if I don't ce- celebrate them. Yeah. So it is not my responsibility to be, like, oh, this holiday is on this day and I didn't realize, can I come either before or after? If I'm fully booked, because I know, for example, some of the Jewish holidays, they fall during busy season. Mm -hmm. And no, I have nothing. You either miss it and I'll see you in a few weeks or you come. If you're not supposed to, I don't know what the rules are, but it, it that's that's not my responsibility. And that's the beauty, like you said, of iCalendar on your phone. You, it will tell you when the holidays are when you're making appointments. Right. Like, there's no excuse for that. And I Mm-mm. think this kind of turned into a what to do and what not to do. Yeah. We got a little pissy for a minute there. We started off real professional. I know. And we then were got like boundaries. And then by the end, I turned into the exorcist. You're My head like, was boundaries, spinning. bitch. Uh, right? I'm like, text reminders. <laughs> um, no, but I think it just, again, we, we can talk about this all day because I think this is a topic oh, that we. I'm so passionate about Well, it. and I think it's hard, too, because I think we started in an industry where you had to kind of sell your soul to the devil um, in the beginning, where I see that we have evolved to a spot where that is not the case anymore. You can build your business from jump with boundaries. You can build your business from jump with logical business policies. And nobody can say boo about shit because you are presenting yourself in a professional manner. And I honestly think that now we are given the opportunity to start so much better than maybe you and I were able to. Oh, yeah. It was understood before you had to do anything and everything. I don't even do men's cuts, and I was doing fucking men's cuts. I don't know what the... Why would you want me to do a men's cut? Because I would say yes to everything. Yeah. And I was horrible at them. Horrible. That that was the same with me with acrylic. Yeah. I could... I knew I knew I know the technique behind it. I know the principle behind it. But yeah. you want me to do your acrylic nails? They gonna look chonky. Yeah. They gonna look bumpy, and they're probably gonna flick off in two days. Because <laughs> let's be honest, my ratios Not are your never correct. <laughs> <laughs> but I do think that like now that I've seen, and I think we've gotten a great front row seat to watch the example of starting off as an independent yes. stylist with boundaries, just working in the salon because. Yeah. Um, I know we've talked about it a few times. Our space is a co-working space. So it just so happens that our, our two other stylists that are on the floor actually were building at the same time as going independent. Mm-hmm. Really didn't have a bulky, bulky clientele yet. Right. So they were leaping into it with still building at the same time. I've watched them both step forward with the ability to set boundaries right from the jump. And I've seen them become so successful so quickly and things that probably took us years to understand and learn. 
Right. So you skip all over a lot of the bullshit. You're still going to have some of the bullshit, but honestly, to hear Bella at least say today in that text, like, yeah, it kind of stinks, but they paid their, their, right. you know, no, it makes me so proud that yeah. she's able to do it, that she's able to be like, listen. And there's been some times that were disappointing for her when she was putting out that, that message where the, some clients fought with her when she would try to charge the note, you know, the no show yeah. fee. Or they'll try, um, they'll just be like, take out my appointments. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you I had, can't back down. I had two that did that to me last year and I was like, mm, all right. I mean, that's okay. Well, they didn't tell me to take them out the moment I hit them with the like, hey, in order to honor your future appointments, we would have to charge you. One was a late cancellation fee and one was a no show. And then it was just crickets. I give you 24 hours. And if you still are crickets 24 hours later, then that's the sign to me that we've now broken up. Yeah. And dare I say it, you kind of ghosted me. But OK, touche. And <laughs> that's it. Then I, you'll get the text from like you'll get the text notification that my system has taken you out. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. And guess what? They don't respond anyway because no. they weren't going to pay their no show fee. They were going to see if they could get away with it yeah. and show up to their next one. And when you held them accountable, they bounced. So that means you didn't like me that much anyway. Yep. So it's sayonara. Just, yep, pretty much. I mean, it's nothing personal. It is what it is. Um, but don't be scared to do that because you're prolonging the inevitable. Yeah. Mm hmm. Boundaries. Right. Boundaries. Boom. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's all we got. Right. Yeah. I think that's all of it. I mean, I think that yeah. any questions, especially today, I mean, you if you have questions, bring them to us. Because like oh, I said, we, we love are, to chat boundaries. Set we them. are on it. We're like Fort Knox. Of course, <laughs> somebody might be like, I can't text them after a certain time because they're not going to answer. <laughs> no, because anybody who knows me and that's my client is like, that bitch is a calamity. Like, I am a mess, but I'm presenting myself so well on this podcast. <laughs> um, no, I think that, you know, we're a great example of learning from mistakes. So yes. if we can help talk about the mistakes we made and help other people avoid needing to learn from them, do avoid. it. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. And as always, you know, all of our um, messaging outlets are open. I yes. feel like phone lines are open is what that just sounded right? like. Um, so <laughs> feel free to DM us. You can email us um, at the Beauty Beast Podcast at Gmail. Um, we're on in Instagram at the at Beauty, the Beauty Beast, Beast Podcast. Podcast. Um, and any questions you have, we're here to help. Like, it doesn't mean you only listen to our episode and that's it. We're here to guide in between. Exactly. And that's it. All right. Melissa's got to get her refrigerator fixed. Oh, it got moved to next week. <laughs> so, no. <laughs> Failure. <laughs>